Hello, and welcome to Columboys, the podcast all about the healthful, anaerobic, extremely sweaty world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and with me as always is Ben. Hi, Mac. Hey, Ben. This week, we're taking a look at episode one of season four, An Exercise in Fatality. In addition to marking the transition to a new season, this episode also marks the very last episode of the first year of Columboys. This episode should drop on uh, February 10th, if I've done the math right. Hi, this is Mac editing the podcast. I just want to say, no, that's not true. I got it. the numbers wrong. Uh, just one day before the anniversary of our very first episode, February 11th, 2018. Nope, that's the next episode. Sorry. Uh, thank you to all of you for coming on this journey. And here's to 1.653 uh, more years of Columbo. Is that the actual math? That's Yep, that's oh. how it works out. All right. Uh, An Exercise in Fatality is uh, yet another episode written by future Murder, She Wrote co-creator Peter S. Fisher and uh, stars Robert Conrad, who, along with previous Columbo guest villain Ross Martin uh, from the uh, Suitable for Framing episode, starred in the 1960s steampunk spy show Wild Wild West. Uh, he was the Will Smith part. Uh, huh. Conrad also co-created and starred in the short-lived 1995 television series High Sierra Search and Rescue, where he played a search and rescue pilot inexplicably named Griffin Tudor, Campbell. Now, I don't have any particular interesting trivia about this show, but I do think it's worth noting that Robert Conrad, on purpose and with malice of forethought, uh, did create a television show in which he would be repeatedly called Tudor. Bizarre. That's I don't so really weird. understand that. Uh, also starring in this episode is Conrad's secretary is Gretchen Corbett, who would go on to play Jim Rockford's long-suffering attorney and sometimes love interest, Beth Davenport. Uh, James Garner has passed, but he leaves behind him a legacy of beloved deadbeat uh, detective dramas. No. Uh, I had to bring James Garner into it because both Robert Conrad and uh, uh, Gretchen Corbett are still alive. They're still okay. Right. So, so they, they technically they have not left behind a legacy of anything yet. Right. Well, I mean, you know, they have a <laughs> legacy, but it's sure. not right. It's not a posthumous legacy, I guess. Do you say posthumous? Yeah, I did. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how the. That's, I know that's, that's not how any of that works. Posthumous. Yep. Um, yeah. No. W- <laughs> no. No, that's yeah, totally no. not how. Uh, so. Uh, season four. Season four. We're into it. Uh, season three, so far, the best overall season. I would agree. Yeah. I think season three is a strong one. Season four. Okay. Pretty good. Oh, no, oh, I mean you know. I mean, more no, than I'm, I sa- do. I'm saying so far, so, so far, far, this so episode's far been all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a decent it, it it's it's a decent episode. There's some pretty good performances in there. I'd it's, say. Yeah, it. I mean, I wouldn't. I feel <laughs> bad that I'm like right out of the gate, like yeah, it's all right. I wouldn't call yeah. it the best, but it's like no. I mean, he's a he's a he's a good asshole villain. Like yeah. he, he's somebody I immediately hate. Right. Um. And uh, and there's no like huge glaring holes in it. Uh, yeah. I I think if I were to have a criticism, it would just be the the sort of drop at the end feels kind of anticlimactic. Oh yeah. Um, and it's not, and I don't even think it's necessarily a bad one. The so the solution. Yeah. The the solve. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I just it it just kind of didn't didn't really do it. Well, well it, it just it just didn't make me go, yeah, fuck you, or yeah. anything like that. Like it didn't kind of 
it's kind of a subtle one because it, it it is sort of he's catching him in a in a logical trap instead of like yeah like more of a it's, you know we've seen people caught in sort of like this elaborate web or whatever but he's basically right. just saying like uh logically it makes sense that you're the killer yeah the, he's the like ends. no you 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 pretty much told me that you, had, you were the killer you because, had to have done it because of this statement that you previously right because you swore by this statement and i just asked you about this again and you swore by it before right. i closed the trap on you yeah that you were the only person who knew he was in gym clothes yeah well we'll get to it so yeah. <laughs> so spoilers i guess so Spo- hey, wait, wait spoiled, hold on you already spoiled you, the end of if the you're, episode yeah i was like if you're listening to this <laughs> um you obviously should know we're gonna spoil a bunch of shit yeah yes let's do so the, 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 the we have to do the breakdown yeah. yes it's required by podcast law is that oh it is it's part of the bylaws um, I never read those. Well, and most people skip over them, but I'm a stickler for the rules. So mm. uh, this episode, uh, we have Robert Conrad is a gym franchise owner yeah. and television He's, star, although that is not particularly developed in this particular right. episode. Not, it, yeah, it's not entirely relevant to the rest of it, but it it's just related but it's to all the in fitness. There. Milo Janus. Milo Janus. Uh, he... Hey, it, did you get the pun in the title of the episode yet? An no, I exercise got it. in fate. An, an exercise, right? An exer- exercise in fatality. Yeah, but not futility. De- right, which is what people normally say. Right, just so death and yeah, working out. This might be the first like just straight up pun in a Columbo title. I'm not sure how I feel about that at the start of a season. Well. <laughs> It doesn't seem to. I mean, the episode is still pretty good. Yeah, the episode. I mean, that doesn't. <laughs> right, that's they not just actually got a little, reflection on. They the got episode, a little cute with the name, but somebody was like, "Hey, we've been doing. You know, this is what twenty six of these. Yeah, we, so we can get away with this. It opened, we've earned it. It opens with the pun, and then also the uh, the um, wonderful Milo Janis uh, theme song, which I will not even try to sing it's no it is a melodic i would say almost <laughs> it's yeah it's a thing just oh please just put it in oh, here. i'll put a drop in yeah. hey mac later when you're doing this put a drop in yeah and yeah this, hey mac please do hey it's really bad okay. it's a terrible song but and i love it Now is when I start swearing in the editing process at myself for having created work for myself. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm, sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry, future Mac. Fuck you, future Mac. Get off your ass and do some work for a goddamn change. I, that's uh, you're kind of hard on yourself, Mac. Well, I deserve it. I know what I'm like. Okay, believe me. I'm gonna trust you because I've never <laughs> actually sat with you when you've edited. So I'll, I'll just take your word for it. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to put down you know whatever idle game that I'm playing on my phone and like actually do some work instead of just looking oh. at Twitter for a, for a half an hour. Oh, is it the uh, the what is it the Mola Mola game? No, is that the one you're playing? No, the one I'm playing right now is uh, is like a oh uh-oh. oh oh uh, the one I'm playing right now is like a a uh, it's just like a idle game. 
the numbers increase as they go up. Oh. I don't want to give them a plug. <laughs> oh, no, that's fair. I didn't actually want to plug. I just yeah. was making a joke. Um, but but uh, it's, uh, yeah, so we open with this uh, sort of scene setting um, in the oldest gym in the world, possibly. Uh, what, uh, do you mean the gym or the people working out in the gym? I mean, it's kind of both, really. Yeah. Like, There's I, a lot of really old dudes working out in that gym. It, I, I get the feeling this is supposed to be like a like a nice gym, but it looks really dingy yeah. and dirty. And it's filled with like extremely old men wearing like the... Very little. Very little or like awful, awful shorts. Yeah, let's just be, really terrible shorts. And let's be clear: some of these, some of these men are uh, old and flabby, and that's fine. That's how bodies it's do. It's normal. Yeah, but shirtless in a gym with other people, like courtesy, please. Yeah, there isn't a single uh, woman mm. anywhere. Sure. Well, and, that's just not how gyms do. I mean, that's not how. Yeah, it happened. But there also isn't anyone who I would term to be in shape no. anywhere in any of these there's, gyms. There's one person in shape in all of these gyms. <laughs> and it's, and that's, it's Robert Conrad. Yep. <laughs> who, is in, who, who it is worth noting is in fantastic shape. Oh boy, is he. He's in we really get, good shape. Yeah, d- definitely we get to see how in shape his glutes are. Yeah, we get to see a lot of his, of his posterior in shorts, a lot mm-hmm. of his posterior in tight bell bottoms. Very tight. Uh, we get to see him shirtless and mm-hmm. doing push-ups, shirtless Some, and running, yep. shirtless and Some swimming. Swimming, yep. shirtless and uh, doing the the speed bag, shirtless I'm, and doing yep. the jump rope. Uh, shirtless Shirt- and doing cocaine. Wait, no. No. Um, no. Though almost, I mean, that pro- almost certainly did happen. That's probably happening, just um, not on. Yeah, him and him and uh, and uh, Peter Falk were making it snow backstage yeah. in between. T- Can you imagine a coked up Peter Falk? That sounds terrifying. No, I don't. Not, that's so, the let's opposite not think of, let, let us not. Um, no. So the, it turns out that... Uh, Janice mm-hmm. gets a call from his uh, one of the his franchise owners. He he's a gym franchise. Yeah, uh, uh, Gene Stafford. Gene Stafford, mm-hmm. um, and he chews him out, and then uh, says, uh, "Hey, uh, I, you know, I've I've discovered this thing." Yeah, he, he goes. Well, he gets. What happens is uh, Gene calls him. Right, I think, but also like he talks to. Uh, his his buddy buddy right uh who is who i guess is the guy who tipped him off to you know what gene was up to or whatever well but, no he called he i think gene calls up because we hear a little bit of it later so gene right. calls up and chews him out yeah and uh then uh he says has his secretary call buddy um who's played by the actor who played schneider on one day at a time, people might recognize him with the mustache and he right. had that blue vest. And if you, like us, are old. Are old, then maybe you remember one day at a time. Yep. Um, uh, not very good show. <laughs> I mean, I do try to take them one day at a time. Sure, one day at a time. Yep. One day at a time. Um, and <laughs> it's just the theme song. I, it, it just is. Yep. Um, and uh, he asked his secretary uh, not to record this episode because it becomes it's an incredibly important plot point that he records every single call coming in and out right. of his office uh so he calls up buddy and he says don't worry about it we're gonna take care of this thing you and i uh and then we'll you know we've got all this money in our overseas account um we learn sort of through this that 
there's some something's right, going right. on funny with the with the books. Surprise! The murderer is also a crook. He's a well. <laughs> I mean, he's a crook when he... And all murderers are crooks. Right. But I not just, all crooks are murderers. Meant, it's a logic puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just meant... We, it's established that he is a crook before it is established that he is a murderer. That is true. Um, as happens a lot of the times. Very true. Um, so he goes out to the... He arranges a party. Has Beth... Uh, I keep calling her Beth because I think of her as as Beth from Rockford Files. I think it's, and it's just, Jessica. It's Jessica in this, I yes. Think. It's Gretchen Car- uh, Gretchen Corbett um, is the, is the actor. No relation to Bill Corbett. I I, not that I'm aware of. No. Uh, she's from uh, Oregon, I believe, and I, still still works in local theater. I, I looked into Gret- okay. Gretchen. Okay, it's not. No, that's fair. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have it, I have a I have a it, crush on her in, in Rockford Files. Absolutely. No, I understand why. Yeah. Um, and uh, she so he sends his secretary jessica mm-hmm. um to his house to get the party ready while he goes and he, he pretends to go and meet with a car dealership owner who he wants to buy a uh, an ice machine right to loudly uh, interrupt a podcast uh, well it's, and uh hey everybody is that the, co- is that the coffee that's machine? totally the coffee machine. oh there's so many things that make wonderful loud noises in this room <laughs> it's the optimal space for it's, podcasting it's perfect it's almost like we don't have a we don't have an honest actual wow it's still going podcasting. huh yeah no no it's done now. okay great 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 so uh he goes out to meet with a uh car dealership owner who wants to <laughs> we're so far into this episode and we're just still explaining the murder i we're uh, really yeah, in the yeah, weeds well let's just um, let's just but yes he, get, he, so. go, he goes out um to pretends he's going to go meet with someone to start a new franchise and commits a murder instead <laughs> well we can't go that quickly through it well, we can't go that. We have to at least do the. Let's I, do I the mean, very fast. Okay, I mean, so he goes gonna, to he goes to the office. <laughs> I'm still going to talk about okay, how he murdered. Right, I just, right. but yes, he goes. He goes to the gym, uh, meets with uh, the. Yeah, he meets Ru- with Gene Ru- Rutherford. Like, yeah, behaves, he just he just strolls in, and at which point Gene freaks because uh, tells him that uh, he's figured out that uh, he's over. He's all of the supplies for the gym are running through shell corporations that are owned by by milo by yeah. milo and he is um overcharging, overcharging and funneling all of the profits somewhere into europe right he suspects um, into right right well we know that they're sitting in Fran- in franks somewhere in belgium i believe is right, what we're right, told right. um and uh so uh he comes back later this is the part i guess i'm a little confused so he go, so okay. he leaves the oh, office wait, he go he goes so I, and has a meeting so i got he it. comes yeah. back and then that's when the okay yeah so he goes over the first time right and buddy is hanging out there yeah you know and he basically goes into the office while gene tells him like i know you're stiffing us i'm I, gonna get you we have to buy paper clips i have to buy all this garbage from you and it's all too much and yeah. i know that you're skimming i'm gonna tell the sec right i'm gonna get do a sue you with right. the other we're gonna do a class action lawsuit right. you're screwed and and he's like you're crazy you should whatever man and then he goes out and tells buddy hey don't worry about it and then he goes back to his office right flirts with his secretary in an incredibly creepy way 
proceeds to just make out with her right in front of the file cabinet. But basically, I mean, she is she is very into it. Though. Oh, yeah. it is worth no, noting. No, 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 this no. is not like a Sorry. harassment thing. He is yeah, yeah. he is a creep. He is a creep. But she is also way into him. And his flirting is super creepy yeah. as he proceeds to invite her over to watch an uncut X-rated film, horror film. Uh, does he say horror? He does say horror. Okay, film. good. Yeah. Thank goodness. So X-rated horror. Because I heard X-rated and immediately thought, at, oh. at that time, that could have j- just meant violence, right? Um, because X-rated didn't mean specifically pornographic at that right. time. Uh, I mean, it did, but pornographic also meant something else. Right, right. <laughs> pornographic violence. Pornographic is also violence a thing. was a yeah, thing yeah. in the seventies. But so, so basically, he invites her over and says, "Hey, yeah. you will have to go there first. I've got to go have this meeting with a guy who right. wants to buy a franchise." blah 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 and so so the party is set up at his place and meanwhile he that's when he goes back over to the franchise that gene stafford owns and just strolls in yeah uh using a master key that he apparently has to all franchises right which is a interesting choice um but yeah so he goes in and gene is uh flummoxed by the fact that he has come in after hours and let right. himself in and yells at him to get out and all that kind of stuff. He tries to he tries to uh, strangle him in his office. Yeah, yeah. He pulls out a small bar and proceeds to try and strangle him. Gene throws coffee on him and they struggle and they run out and struggle some well, he more. Has a, he has the pot in his hand and yeah. he sort of just spills just it on him in the struggle. Him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it was on purpose. It just no. It definitely happened. it looks like it's on purpose. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the in the struggle, it's not like oh I'm gonna swing over and pick this up while you're choking me out. He it's just literally just it. yeah. Um, and it's amazing that none of the coffee got on him, considering how close they were to right? each other. Yeah. <laughs> you would think. Um, so the uh, the he they run out into the main area where the ping pong table is set up. Right on the wax floor. On the wax floor, proceed to scuff it up. Yep. Uh, well, struggling. Then uh, he chokes him out with a iron bar, a yep. small iron bar. Uh, then dresses him in his gym clothes and puts him on a uh, weightlifting on, uh, on the, a bench, the bench yep. press, and uh, with a hundred and eighty pounds of hundred and eighty pounds of weights, which is a lot of weight. Right. Certainly more than, <laughs> let's be clear, uh, Gene's not in good shape, and Gene also is apparently uh, mainlining, uh, like, like uh, Americanized Chinese food. Yeah, he's probably got a lot of MSG in his, in his veins. All of the MSG. Uh, at that point. I'll be honest, when, when they started, when Colombo at one point starts talking about all oh, of yeah. the things he was eating, yeah. I immediately was like, okay, I want Chinese food Absolutely. Now. Do you want to get Chinese after this? I'm kind of thinking about it, okay, honestly. yeah. I'm into that as an idea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, but yes, uh, so he then takes him over the bench, puts this thing down on his neck in such a way that it looks kind of like he would have been crushed by it. Right. Essentially. Um, and then uh, he goes to Did his... Did we already mention that he changes, changes yeah, him he, in he his gym clothes? he changes him okay. into his gym clothes, uh, which he gets out of his locker, which I guess he also has a... Master key Master too? No, yeah. the, there was a key already in the locker. So yeah. I guess at this gym, you just leave the key in the locker when you're not using it. Well, Columbo points out later, like, oh, he locked it, even though he is the only one here. That's weird. Right. But, but I think that's also supposed to draw... I think the key being there was supposed to just be like, no, of course he would just leave his key in there because he's the only guy in the office right, right. now. Right. Um, then he is put into his shoes, which are Converse, and have his name stenciled on them. They which sure is do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's then it's a bold <laughs> choice. 
I'm guessing that these were these are uh, gym specific gym specific shoes that uh, you are issued when you. But you're the mm, owner. No, you have to order them from oh, Milo's company true. and yeah. pay five times as much as you should. They're not Converse. They're Jana. They're Janus. Yeah, J- Janverse. I don't. I got nothing. No, you don't. Nope. Um. So, <laughs> the. Uh, the uh, the police come in and and this is where we begin our Columbo story. Yeah, uh, Columbo is pretty disheveled in general in this one. He mm-hmm. starts out disheveled. There's a lot of him like yeah. working out. It actually, honestly, uh, <laughs> when we first see him, I had that moment of like, oh, that's what three seasons of abuse looks like. <laughs> um, when I looked at his raincoat, because like it is so much more noticeably weathered it's now. Really, it's really it's not bad. coming apart, but no. it's just like. Like the turn back cuffs are kind of turning back on themselves, and there yeah. are just all these little details of like extra rumpling that oh, weren't yeah, there sure. in the last episode. We get to see, you know, some pretty good looks at his suit underneath, which oh, is sure. actually, I mean, despite the fact that it's a little faded and, and looks a little, it doesn't. I mean, it's faded, it's dated, it's a lot of things. Yeah, but it's, it's a weird it's, suit. It seems pretty well kept, it's still honestly. In pretty good it's shape. like it's clean, like it's, you know, yeah. it's pressed, strangely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, for now, yeah. the the raincoat is definitely the thing that has taken all of the abuse in his, I mean, I would say yeah, his, on the, on the his blue, shirt. On the Blu-rays, you can really yeah. see, like, all of the reinforcing that's been done and, like, yeah. all the stitching to keep it from just, like, flying apart. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. It's a good yeah. stuff, yeah. Mostly, mostly as far as, like, his suit and his shirts and stuff go, um, you just really notice a little more yellowing in the shirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he's, and it's already he gets yellow. it super sweaty, like all the time, and it always looks kind of damp. Mm-hmm. I think, like it, it, it's again, you know, that that these were all for, filmed in Southern California. You know, looks like yep. the spring or the summer, like sometime when it was pretty warm. Yeah, it was he looks, not cool. He looks weather, very uncomfortable, and he's always wearing an awful lot of clothing. He's on the beach. He's running. He's you know in the gym. Yep. It's there's a lot of like sweaty. Sweat, you know, sweaty, sweaty men in this, in this, uh, sweaty business. Yeah. <laughs> sweaty business indeed. Um, so I, I like, I like a lot of the performances in this episode. I think there are a lot of really good performances. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily enjoy, there's a lot of air in this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree. There's a lot of, because the, the mystery itself is fairly simple as far as like, yeah, so Sol- the solving of it. Yeah, so this is one where um, because uh, while Columbo is chasing this down, he uh, you know he talks to um, Jean's ex wife, right? Who you know we find out they really haven't been yeah. together who for is, months. Who's great? I and think. is an inc- she is a really really marvelous actor. Yeah, and 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 just does a such a great job of clearly defining this character because like literally natu- Columbo shows up. Yeah. And she is basically day drunk. Yeah, she's, you know? and she's very natural about it too. Yeah. It's not like it's not like affected. It very no. it seems very natural. No, it doesn't have yeah, it doesn't have any of that timber of like, do you see me? I'm acting drunk. Like it, it just straight reads as like this am, lady is am, hitting the bottle hard. Right. She she very much read it, reads as a functional alcoholic, like yeah. someone who gets through the day and is always slightly drunk. Yeah. Like at all times. But uh, but she is really uh, marvelous, and and so you know they introduce her and 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 uh, and it, like there's not anything like of. Uh, uh, secondary murder complication no, or anything like that. No, it does kind of seem like it's headed like, that way. Yeah. 
because um you know the wife finds gets the records that uh, right. the husband were looking was looking at from Lenny yeah, uh, basically a guy he used to work with who he contracted to help him like chase down or not Lenny. Uh, I, I I didn't write it down. Something um, like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, it's Lewis. Lewis. Um, Lewis Leakey. Yeah. Uh, something. Like, no, it's Lewis it's, something. I it's don't. Lewis remember. Lacey is Lacey. Is. There you go. Um, <laughs> and uh, he. Uh, He's a investigator, I guess, from a previous company that uh, did like audits. Yeah. Or he's an accountant from from the guy's uh, company that he worked at before he right. bought the franchise, uh, and he's doing an audit, uh, and he's the one who found all the inconsistencies. Right, found all the little details and things like that, and turned right. over his notes to uh, Mrs. Stafford. Yeah, he's very clear, uh, very sort of uh, careful to say that there's nothing illegal happening, but it's right. definitely not honest right but at the same time like we find out over the course of it that um buddy castle who is milo's friend is was like convicted on fraud in right for Florida running a, or something like a that. pyramid scheme or yeah, some, yeah. It's some sort of defraud yeah investors defrauding of, investors of basically some, something um and uh it seems like he's figured out a way to like him and janice are like again that part right. of it is never really delved into as far as their well, they exact relationship yeah, it's not and, really and they don't super get into like the details of like now this is how we move the money from here to there it's just clear that like yeah franchisees can only buy their supplies from companies that are turns out yeah. wholly owned by milo right and, and it, it, everything's it, overpriced yeah, and it is sort of a um, it is sort of a missed opportunity to, because they have these co-conspirators, but they don't mm-hmm. really no, they don't go anywhere. They or don't do go anything. anywhere. Or do yeah, they don't like we, we worry. Get, or like at no point does Buddy like grab him and be like, "Hey, man, I know you killed that guy." Right. Like, what are you? What's happening? Like, are are right. you are are we in trouble? Or there, there's and, and those are all things that like we've seen in some capacity in previous episodes, right? Where that they usually introduce a complication, ratchet or a mistake. up the. I mean, right. even if that isn't involved in the actual catch, like having these sort of like things that could be used to ratchet up the tension or right. to create some sort of drama are kind of not explored fully. It's kind of like left to the to yeah, the it's periphery. Sort of, it's sort of a missed opportunity as far as like building that tension. And I think that, I think you're yeah. right in that that kind of stuff is sort of what makes it feel like there's a lot of dead air. Because yeah. you have things that would be an avenue we'd pursue or a subplot or something, right. but it just doesn't actually go anywhere. Like as an example with... Uh, Mrs. Stafford, yeah, you know, she goes to dinner with Milo, right, and basically tells him, "I know you're a fucking crook," you right, know? and throws, then, a, throws a drink in his face and, and storms out, and storms out, yep, and and I, of course, you know, it's Columbo, so I'm like, he's we, gonna murder her, right? Yes, that he's is totally how, gonna that murder. That is how the show has conditioned us to expect things, right? And well, then I mean, he's a murderer. It's, he's a murderer, and also the show, the show has said like, when someone finds out about it, and we still have another half hour left in the show, so that person is going is to die, probably gonna die. Or, and she doesn't. She does not. She but almost overdoses. She does almost overdose herself. Right. And it is has and that has nothing to do with no. the murder other than it sort of provides the impetus for Columbo to drop his any his sort of pretense, pretense right. um, that he has with uh, with uh, Conrad. Yeah, because the moment that he the first time he meets Comrade Comrade Com- Comrade <laughs> Comrade, Jan- Comrade Janice Comrade Janice. We're go- Wait, no, that's from Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, 
But uh, the first time that he meets him um, at his uh, house, like he spots the burn on his hand. Right. And, and says, I, oh. And Janice makes an excuse about, oh, I put my hand under hot water when I was shaving. Yeah. And, and Columbo's like, oh, that looks like a coffee burn. Yeah. I've done last that time before. I had a burn like that, it was, I spilled some coffee on yeah. myself. And well, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, see ya. And it's like, okay. So he, he so clearly he knows. knows. Yeah. You know, suspects, I should say, but obviously yeah. knows as he's far always as he's sort concerned. of he is doing his tri- typical Columbo thing of sort of uh giving yeah giving him the business um but kind but of he drops to, that in the hospital to waiting know room. and yeah. to no end really yeah. um there's also a five minute long scene in the in the, the with the secretary oh, or, yeah, the, or the, the receptionist yeah yeah, yeah. The, um, he goes uh, to this company because he has tri- tricon Inter- industries I he think. has lacy's name mm-hmm. and he go lewis lacy and he goes to the uh this company and there's a secretary there and he asks for information on this employee and mm-hmm. she types it up on the computer and the computer starts printing it out and fair in in fairness to this scene, it does take a long time to print things on these old teletype yes. uh, typewriters. However, this it takes place in real time right. as it prints out a page worth of information, um, which really he just needs a phone number. And this scene takes forever. It's mm-hmm. not funny. It's not interesting <laughs> someone thought it was funny somebody thought it was somebody very funny thought it was there was a lot of like takes there's a lot of colombo sort of like trying to get the uh, attention of this receptionist who is inexplicably incredibly busy the entire time not just incredibly busy yeah. but also condescending and hate like hates people yeah. who are there yeah <laughs> which, and like can't be can't be arsed to explain to him hey look man it's a computer. It's going to give you better information I than mean, she, I can. She like, just keeps saying, like, it's, it'll all be there in the printer. Just yeah. hold on a second. Yeah. And she just, just wait. Just wait. Yeah. And then she just sneers at him and continues about her right. very busy paperwork. And then he gets the page, goes over to a, a phone, and calls up the guy, mm-hmm. uh, Lacey, and gets the phone message. This is how this, it doesn't, is, I actually thought that this part of it mm-hmm. is, is actually a pretty great, um, way to introduce this concept um because one of the things we haven't mentioned is that uh when uh when janice goes home he's taken a bit of the tape recording from his office phone and has played it over from one of his phone lines to the other one to fool his uh secretary Secretary, into thinking that uh that stafford is still alive and has called him uh to say uh, hey it's me um, can I talk to Janus? And then gets on the phone and says a bunch of stuff like, oh, you've, huh, you're still at the office, huh? Okay, interesting. Oh, you're going to work out? Well, be careful. Don't hurt yourself. I'm holding my hand up like there's a phone there for some reason, even though we're, this it's is all right. We can tell medium. by the voice. Yeah, you, you can tell when on. you, yeah, yeah, now this is, this is phone and this is no phone. You can tell the difference. Yep. You actually can tell, anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I meant more that like you put on an effective voice oh, I see. Yeah. and that was the cue that you have a phone next to your head was, hello, I am talking to the phone now. Oh, you've got the, see, you use the sort of the hang loose gesture oh, to the do pinky? the phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's well, so I, just I know do the, the, yeah. See, I'm doing like a mime thing. So I've got, I'm just holding the receiver. Yeah, no, my hand is the receiver. Right, I understand. Okay. Yep. That works. Um, so, <laughs> so he, so physical bits, they work great in a podcast. People love, everybody. people love to hear uh, us t- describe what we're doing with our bodies. Yes. Wait, hold on. That's a different podcast. Um, we're so, not doing we're not that doing one. A podcast. <laughs> not yet. 
Patreon subscribers only. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the um, the uh, phone call that he makes to Lacey, uh, the the accountant, he gets right. his machine, and the machine says, uh, "You know, hello, this is hello, I'm Lacey." Yeah. And then he goes, "This is Lewis hey, Lacey." He goes, "Hey, Lewis Lacey, this is Columbo. I just wanted to say," and it's like. I'm not in right now. You know, yeah. there's that long, that, that pause. long pause. Yes. That, so, you know, you, okay. So we've kid, all had, okay, we've so all known people who do this. For kids these days, people used to use their phones to call each other. Like, mm-hmm. like they used to actually pick up, you know, use that. So there's that app that you never opened called phone. Um, and that people used to actually place calls to one another. And then when they didn't get each other, they would leave um, a phone message. Right. And that well, me- that would be an odd, and they... Well, because, I mean, before the smartphone was ubiquitous, mm-hmm. before there was a thing like the iPhone... Sure. Uh, most of the most of the mobile phones we had... Are you talking about like an Android phone or... No, I'm talking oh. about flip phones. Like oh, the Motorola know. Razor. I don't I'm understand what that everybody. means. It's okay. I'm going to explain I'm a, I'm a youth. Yeah. No, I'm part I'm of generation that. now. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, but so in these older phones, uh, it was incredibly difficult actually to text because yes. uh, you were you were using a number pad, and mm-hmm. so you had like four letters to right. each. So Jan- Janice doesn't like texting, which is why he calls. Right, exactly. Um, also, it's the seventies, and texting doesn't exist. I, I, I literally have no idea what that could possibly mean. Do you mean te- like what? So what do you do? Do you like send them a, a message over like Facebook or? No, you call their pager and then you punch in your number and then you hit star. Or Pagers pound. did not have number technology at this time. I have to pull you up on that one. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. They so they just the had numbers. those. They had those little. This was the 70s. So they still just had those boxes. We right. saw one of those yeah, actually we did. In, a, in a previous episode. Um, we are on a deep in the weeds. Um, so. <laughs> Answering machines. Answering machines. Bits. But I thought, but I thought it was a good, it was a good way to introduce that concept of talking to a recording. Yes. Um, because that's not necessarily something that everyone at this point would have had, uh, right? Would have had familiarity very, with. Not everybody had answering it's, machines. It's Columbo has a couple of those eureka moments in this on screen, very yep. obviously, and this is one of them. And right. One of the other ones is when he's in the hospital. Yeah. And is leaving. And stumble, stumbles across a mother tying her son's shoes. Right. And those are all things that kind of come into play as he puts together the pieces of exactly how the murder went down. Not just, this guy definitely did it, but yeah, here are all the pieces. And he's not trying to like, he doesn't really try to trick or trap the guy. He doesn't, no. the, the last, the thing about the last scene is that it doesn't need to happen. No. Because they could just arrest the guy. Yeah. They have enough evidence that they could just take it to a prosecutor and say, we have this evidence. And the prosecutor would say, okay, arrest him. There, there's no right. need for him to like do this theat- theatricality yeah. so, thing. So, yeah, because with the, with the catch, uh, basically uh, the secretary's not in the office when yeah. Janice comes into work. And then he goes into his office and gets a call. And it's a pre-recorded, like it's, it's Gene Stafford calling him, who is... Uh, dead yeah and then colombo is out in the receptionist's office and it's like this whole thing to rattle him but there's nothing to rattle out of him no because you know, the had... only thing that he asks is basically like this sworn testimony you gave is this still accurate yeah and he says yes but it's not like anyone else was listening or there was like no i thought that i th- the way that they sort of um emphasize the people in the uh hospital waiting room right 
I thought that those people were cops. Yes. And that that conversation would have been, had something to do. Yeah. It felt like it. It did, because they definitely sort of went out of their way to introduce these other people. I guess just for comedic effect, so that they're having this intense conversation with like three other people just kind of sitting there. Columbo's like, no, I'm pretty sure you killed him. Right. And, and, And Milo is just... Yeah. Like, you can't prove it. And by the way, that was all verbal. So blah, 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 blah. And right. that actually might be the real part of the catch. Yeah, but it, it doesn't, it, it's not in the episode. It's yeah. not addressed at any point. Um, the By the way, this the sworn testimony of a police officer is is pretty. Yeah, pretty <laughs> ironclad. It's pretty, well, it's pretty important. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. as far as like, yeah. As far as like the testimony yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it obviously is not going to be as convincing as this other stuff that he does, which by the way, some of it is a little certain, like, the, so the thing, the thing that he uses to finally <laughs> nail him down is shoelace tying. Now, I don't know for certain, but do people always tie their shoelaces in the exact same way? Well, I mean, I did watch an entire episode of a sh- TV show okay. about uh, how to the tie David, your... the yeah, David Reese? The, yeah, the David Reese thing where, yeah. you know, all about shoelace tying. And it turns out there are a lot of ways to tie your shoes. Right. Um, but will a person generally tie their shoe, own shoes the same, the same way? The same way? I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Uh, I just don't take stock of it every time I tie my shoes because why would I? I'm tying my shoes yeah. to walk out the door in into the world <laughs> um, sure. but but yeah no so the way that he does it is he lays out this whole thing as he ties his own shoe and right. draws attention to where the loop is he pulls and, out an old tennis shoe mm-hmm, and then his. ties it backwards and then pulls out uh stafford's actual shoe which was still tied when janice slipped it off of his right. feet and to, then he has a photo of the feet of the victim mm-hmm. uh, from the murder to point out these were clearly tied on by someone else someone else and that's the point when Janice basically says, yeah, but it could have been anybody. There's That doesn't prove that it is me. And Columbo's retort is, yeah, but you, you're the only person who knew he was in gym clothes. Right. You said when you got the phone call, mm-hmm. you said he was in gym clothes, but we've just established that he was put in gym clothes by someone else after he died, which means... You couldn't have known right. that he was in gym clothes unless you knew the state of his body after he was dead. Correct. Um, which means you're the murderer. Right. But that is a it lot. It doesn't a, really have anything to do with the shoe tying. Like, they're related, but it doesn't... Yeah. The, the, it doesn't, shoe, the shoe tying is how they establish that he was right. changed after he was dead. It it, it This is more... Um, I would say that this is closer to, like, an actual... Like, how crimes are actually solved yes in that this is um we're using inconsistencies in testimony to prove and and it's maybe a little closer to actual police work but right. it is but but <laughs> it is less interesting because it is closer to I, accurate that police is work. totally what i was gonna say is yeah and it turns out that is less interesting on screen yeah than having colombo trick someone into blurting out or a doing confession. some wild setup where you know right has has a police officer pretend to be a dead person or right, something or else something like that, like that. Yeah. yeah from the from the uh, the original mm-hmm. um yeah and I, I don't think that there's any, there isn't any part of this outside of the, I mean, this the, the receptionist scene is 
bad and it is long and it takes <laughs> forever and it goes and it really goes nowhere because yeah. Columbo doesn't even actually get in contact that's with the true. guy. That's not true. It goes to commercial. That's true. Um, it it kind of just uh, is five minutes in the episode yeah. that doesn't really lead to anything other than he tries to call the guy and gets his answering machine, which could have been done, could have been done anywhere. Right. And that scene, that scene could have been like a minute long and it would have been exactly and the it same. still would have served its purpose as comedic effect and everything yeah. else. But for some reason it is very long. It's very long. They, they had, I guess they had some space in the episode they needed to take up. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's very drawn out. And I think that while, you know, there are some good individual performances, I mean, I think generally it, there are good performances. I think oh, yeah. I don't think there's really anybody who's doing a bad job. There's nobody I don't think there's anyone that in this episode where I'm like, "Oh, you're terrible. Why are you in this show?" I mean, yeah. and in fairness, I don't feel like I have felt, you know, had that impression of any guest stars yeah. previously or anything else like that, but but, nobody but that's sti- not nobody sticks out as like uh, you know, there are a couple of people that stand out as really good, but like nobody sticks out as particularly bad or anything like that. I mean, I think, I think if we're going to talk, I mean, I, I think it has to be uh, all of the extras in, yeah. in the gym. Because, I mean, that's true. But that, because every time you're like, no one here is in shape. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. You are all at the gym to, you I know, can't, get I can't, in shape. I but, can't fault those people though, because no. they're not, I mean, they just said like, hey, we need you know, eight people to go into this room and, r- and ride an exercise right. bike for I, 10 minutes. I need you to pretend to lift weights right? while we shoot this scene. Yeah, I need yeah. you to walk by shirtless inexplicably and terrifyingly uh, and on in some occasions. Ooh. There are a couple, like, what I would term almost jump scares where suddenly you see yeah. just a man, a shirtless man walk by in the background and it's like, whoa, ah, yeah. ugh, bracing. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll wake you up, you know, in the snoozier parts of the episode. That's true. Maybe um, that's why it's there. <laughs> there's a lot of man candy. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of semi nude. It, it feels like almost that there was an attempt. It's like, it's like Robert Conrad said, I need to be the most, I need to be the only person in shape in this episode for contrast right. specifically. Right. Right. Like maybe, just, maybe it just needed to be in his contract. I mean, in fairness, given that uh, the amount of weight that uh, Stafford was supposedly crushed under is intended to be a significant amount of weight for anyone to lift. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, it would have been weird if, if it was just like all Charles Atlas, you know, behind him. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those where I'm thinking about that out loud and in process, which is why I'm stumbling over it. Sorry, I yeah. know that's riveting. No, it, it happened. Um, but uh, but I just feel like that would kind of detract from the episode if there were more people where you're like, well, no, any of those guys could have crushed him under this. I mean, none of those guys could have gotten in here. I mean, he did, he, the thing is, he does say, you know, if I go out in the gym, I can like find a, a dozen, do- a dozen right. guys who can do that I right now. Right. But it's absolutely not true. No. <laughs> out in that gym is a bunch of like... Uh, extras for like junior's friends from the soprano basically you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah um like uh, uncle junior um that that it's a uh it's a lot of old men and 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 it really shows it really sort of is. the distinction between then and and now like now it would either be hot young people right or 
if it were old people, it would be old people specifically for like a joke or as some sort of right, right. texture. And this is just sort of, this is kind of how it is. That's just like, those are just the that's extras just what's that happening. Have. It doesn't yeah. have it. Like there's no sort of, uh, it, there's no lantern hung on it. It doesn't right. like, it's just kind of what's happening. This is a gym full of, of, yeah. I mean, and maybe that's just how it was with, you know, franchise gyms in the seventies. Possibly. But I have to think that, Hopefully, I mean, maybe that's why the gym is doing so poorly is because it's just it's filled with like dying bunch people. of old dudes. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they still pay their dues though. No, they. I mean, and it doesn't seem like the gym is necessarily unprofitable. It's just that the supply, the usury, yeah. essentially, or the company store, uh, is is destroying their profit right. margins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no profit margin because it's all going to Janus. Right. Um. It's uh. Yeah, no, I'm with you in that I think there are really good performances in yeah. this. I think there's a lot of sort of dead air. And and weirdly, it doesn't all feel like it's dead air at the time. It's just that problem of we introduce a thing, we don't follow up on it. Right. And that really kind of just sort of deflates the episode. Because yeah. after a while, you kind of are just like, all right, when's the catch? Right. And, yeah, um, I can only stare at, at Robert Conrad's onk sort of you know oh, nestled, his onk nestled in his chest crazy. hair for so so long excuse me yeah i mean and he doesn't take that thing off no he's he's wearing it when he's swimming, swimming and when he's running yep. when he's it's bouncing bag he's, <laughs> when he's yep. doing jump ropes it's like mm-hmm. bouncing and like hitting him in the teeth yep uh which can't be comfortable um but he's very committed to that onk for yeah. some reason i don't maybe it's his personally <laughs> Who knows? i don't know maybe i mean maybe it was a character choice in it but they don't ever really yeah, I, I mean, it, address whatever. it or touch it. It's, it's yeah. fine. It's not important. No, is but it is. It, but it is conspicuous oh, for how yeah. unimportant it is. It's very conspicuous. Well, the moment you see him, yeah. it is like the thing that my eye draws to as I go. He's oh, wearing, get gaudy. He's always honk. wearing very tight polyester shirts that are open mm-hmm. down to like mid nineteen seventy three. Yeah. yeah, very open to like you know the top of his uh, his sternum. abs. Yeah, the bottom of his sternum. Yeah, sternum. Stur- sternum. sternum. Yep. His terminal, like, terminal, he's reached terminal velocity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Your pain gives me power. Get out. Okay. Um, uh, after the episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's good. I don't, I wouldn't say it's a rush out and watch it episode. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, there are good performances in it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of great stuff like that. <laughs> I do... I just feel like we're going to win some sort of podcast award for the most use of the phrase best performance. Mm-hmm. Best performance in a best performance. Yeah, best performance in this best performance is yeah. by this performance. By performances of, of a best. Yeah. Beth, Beth, we Beth do say performance. That. Well, but I mean... I, there have got to be terrible actors coming. Um, you don't. <laughs> I, I don't need you to tell me. I mean, we'll discover it when we sure, get there. Absolutely. Um, I do, however, have to talk about oh, okay. Buddy Castle's outfit. Sure. Um, mostly, there's one outfit, and it's when Columbo talks to Buddy. This is when he's by the Corvette. Yeah. When this he's is by actually that really nice Corvette. This is one of the uh, outfits that when I was watching this show. Um, before we started doing the podcast, where I was like, I kind of want Ben to see this. Oh yeah, this, this nightmare outfit specifically. Yeah, I kind of am in love with it, even though it's no. so terrible. Here's the thing, man. It's awful, mm-hmm. and yet it is put together. Yeah, like it is so put together while being 
so loud. If if it's really remarkable. Do you, is it okay if I break it down? No, go ahead. It's so he's wearing like this kind of light gray jacket. I'm just gonna lean back. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, the star here yeah. is uh, his trousers. Sure. Which are uh, red and black, and I think they're like a window pane style plaid, but they are like it is a huge plaid, and they are so bell bottom seventies loud. And then he's wearing a black shirt, and he's got a, a red silk tie, red tie that yeah. is very seventies wide. That kind of matches. The, it matches. Yeah, the pulls pants. in, and then that gray jacket he's wearing has like flapped, buttoned. Um, pockets like yeah the, the breast I, pocket i love the, the cut of this jacket if it's not a, at the fabric that it's made out no of. it's very good um yeah. uh because like on the back you can notice that there's like this detail where it kind of curves in and that may just be being cheap rather than having a single piece back yeah. um but it's, it looks nice it's a 70s thing that yeah. kind of sculpts and makes a little shape where they're Maybe I mean, isn't. you know, he's like this. This is he's he's a trim guy. This yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a bad. I'm not. A, out of I'm not saying guy. he's out of shape. I'm right. just saying that this accent it does sort add a of little definition. Sculpts a little. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then uh, all of the sort of um, top stitching and pick stitching on the jacket is red, mm-hmm. and so it ties into everything else. So everything really kind of and all of the buttons are like cream. Yeah, as they're well. like a, a white. They're very. Yeah, they they very much stick out. Yeah. Um, but like as a as a whole thing, it it is very put together. Even <laughs> even though I am like, what are you wearing? Like the yeah. moment that I see it, it does look like he like he fell into a a store and just got random things. But somehow, like yeah, like in the, in the best possible result of falling into in like hitting random on a on a character generator, right? And it just throws a bunch of clothes on. You're like, actually, that's not that bad. That's, yeah. that looks like, okay. Hey, this all kind of like, matches. These parts, to, yeah, fuck these it. parts individually are are pretty terrible, but together, you know, right. kind of makes an outfit. There's uh, some sort of harmony here. Yeah, and he's leaning on on a red Corvette. Uh, Corvette. Right. Red. He likes red, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and and I assume that the outfit, because it is a it is a more uh, flashy yeah. kind of style, that that is also meant to sort of convey personality of the character. Um, yeah. But uh, man, it's. Something else. It really is like the standout outfit. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a chalk stripe jacket, which I assume is part of a suit that he's wearing later, that has the same sculpting in the back. And it's just one of those little details that if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. But um, he's not in very much for, no. for a co conspirator. Uh, yeah. He's barely he's in not it. Not really in the Yeah. Episode. Again, and that, that ties back to our major complaint, I think, about this yeah. episode is the like what good, good individual characters, but underdeveloped connections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, really? it just wasn't stitched together as well as it could have been, I think. No, they could have cut a lot from this episode and, and it, it would still run in the same... Like, it still yeah. have the same feel, I think, if you just took out, like, maybe 40% of just yeah. scenes that really don't have anything to do with anything, but, but sort yeah, of Yeah, but then it wouldn't along. be, like, feature length. I Yeah, <laughs> and it probably shouldn't have been. No, I agree. It should Like, this should be an episode of The Rockford Files. Like, there's about enough plot for a decent episode of the Rockford Files. You know, you okay. know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I mean, as far as far as like length, length. like it's a, like right, an right. hour long, you know, show. Right. Uh, uh, worth a plot. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that stands. So uh, I guess I guess that means, um, yeah, this should have been a Rockford Files episode. <laughs> sure. Uh, and Save not Columbo. Save him, David S. Fisher. Yeah. Keep, just keep him locked up. <laughs> <for> the, <laughs> just, don't worry. You'll, just hold on to it. You'll, you'll get, get there. You'll get there. 
Um, so I uh, think that'll do it. Yeah, yeah I don't seems like really I don't have anything no, else no, to no, add. Really. Um, I think we've just rambled enough probably we, for one week. Yeah, did 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 uh, we mention we mentioned his glutes, right? I we definitely talked about uh, his butt. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a good butt. It is. I mean, he's really in he's, great shape. He's a very, very like. And he is a very attractive trim. guy. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a handsome guy. And yeah, his 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 uh, sort of relationship with his secretary seems like it might be going in a kind of gross way. But she is very. She is oh no, very, she's super she's into super it. into it. So there 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 is a little bit of uncomfortableness coming into that right. scene. But let's be clear. That is mostly just because he is a gross skis bag. He's just being like really slimy, and he's super tan in right. the, in that seventies way that is just uncomfortable to look at he just looks yeah. he looks warm all the time mm-hmm. which is maybe why he, he maybe know, that's all the chest is so hair. open yeah i don't know but he he always looks like he co- sort of is about a second from suffering a major heart attack yeah. like just that flush redness of oh, his yeah. face but he's fit my but friend. he's very fit i mean jack he's L- extremely fit. i mean jack lalane you know yeah. <laughs> it does happen um, <laughs> i mean you're not wrong <laughs> uh which is he's kind of a jack lalane character like that's yeah. sort of kind of i think who he's meant to be in the in the uh mold oh. of you know but like evil sure i mean eviler i don't know jack lalane i don't he know. might have been evil i don't know say. if he was evil or not i think we've rambled enough for one episode i think that'll <laughs> did do we, it did we talk about colombo during this one i feel like it ha- must have happened somewhere in there uh maybe somewhere oh uh, you know what? That's a good one to end on. Uh, we do learn from a conversation that he has that turns very uncomfortable very quickly <laughs> with um, oh, with Jessica and with Janice. He's, uh, t- he's talking about his, his wife, wife. Um, how she was gaining a little weight, and she started watching Janice's well, she's show. She's getting depressed, and when she gets depressed, she eats, right. and that means it's... And then, and then Janice says, oh, well, she's thin again, and Columbo's like, oh, she's... Well, never she was th- never really thin uh and then gets real uncomfortable right. as he is well, basically he's like, well i like a i like a bigger what that's not important that's not yeah. has nothing to do which is it's a wonderful little moment hey we learned something about colombo he likes he likes he likes the ladies he likes naturally shaped women <laughs> he likes ladies which, of kudos all shape, to you my dude sizes. i appreciate that you are he's, into women who are not trying to starve themselves to death he's, for he's very an unattainable much, standard of beauty colombo is very much a one woman guy <laughs> yeah. like and no he's kind of always very like sort of uh faithful to his wife like yep. when he's out there um even if he is like you can keep talking but i'm gonna hang this phone up <laughs> yeah. which is a little rude my dude but well, um, yeah i i have a feeling but he does stay married yeah I, and it seems like they really like each other like you can tell like he's happy to talk to her he's not yeah. upset no 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 he's but not he mad just, that she called he's he's at work he just got to get back to work yeah um you know murders yeah murders he's got to get you know yeah that's his that's his stock and trade um <laughs> I, don't know what's going I don't know but that's I'm so that's gonna I'm do so it this episode um <laughs> season four season four we're doing it uh <laughs> <laughs> just a just a year and a half to go um well, that is going to do it for another episode of Cologne Boys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And just one more thing, sir. Yes. Cologne Boys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Cologne Boys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening. The only thing-